In this bulletin, the government promises a new dawn for the National Disability Insurance Scheme. A militant group in Somalia continues attacks despite the death of their leader. And in football, a local police chief forced out after last week's deadly stadium stampede in Indonesia. Good afternoon from the SBS Newsroom. I'm Peggy Giacomelos. The minister responsible for Australia's National Disability Insurance Scheme has vowed to usher in a new era for participants of the scheme, declaring many no longer trust the program, which was meant to improve their lives. Bill Shorten says the NDIS in its current form has lost its way. We want to restore the scheme back to its original vision. But that original vision and restoration of trust resolves a sea change in thinking by everyone. Not people with disability, but by everyone else. We have to understand that when you uh, invest in the National Disability Insurance Scheme, it's an investment in people. We've got to look at the investment in our quality of life for people with disability, not the price of a particular line item. And a report has been produced into the scheme with 10 recommendations to improve its operation. Dylan Alcott, who is a wheelchair user and appeared at the press conference with Mr Shorten to release the report, says he's heartened already by the decisions the Labor government has made on the scheme. I almost got up and walked. I was that excited when Kurt Fernley got announced as the chair of the NDIA. I could not think of anybody better but also putting the whole you know the majority of the board now has a disability that's that's putting lived experience back at the heart we've worked on this for six months and our first recommendation was that Optus has finally handed over data to Services Australia almost a fortnight after a massive data breach was revealed and the government requested the information. The government agency is now assessing the data to see what can be drawn from it. Optus has revised its estimates of affected customers to 50,000 with compromised Medicare records and 150,000 impacted passports. The Weather Bureau says locals in flood-prone areas will need to be ready to respond quickly in the event that heavy rainfall arrives in their region. The Bureau's Jonathan Howe says storms are likely to hit parts of western Queensland, western New South Wales and northwest Victoria today and that already soaked catchments may respond quickly to further rainfall. He says tomorrow will be the first predicted peak day for heavy rain. Widespread rain is expected across eastern Australia this week. And for many communities, this does mean an increased flood risk, not just for those who have recently experienced flooding, but for those currently in flood. The current flood situation shows a number of minor to major flood warnings still current across southern Queensland, inland New South Wales and northern Victoria. And this is largely due to rainfall that fell last month. Let's go overseas now. A militant Islamic group in Somalia has continued to conduct deadly raids despite the killing of their founder and leader, Abdullahi Nadia, in a US airstrike. Al-Shabaab has claimed responsibility for two car bombs that exploded in the central city of Beledouin and killed at least 20 people. A third car bomb was blown up by security forces without causing any further casualties. The militants are fighting to overthrow the Western-backed government of Somalia and install their interpretation of Islamic law. 
Sweden has sent a team to investigate the site of a Russian gas pipeline in the Baltic Sea amid concerns that its rupture last week was the result of sabotage. Sweden's investigative authority says it has designated the area as a crime scene with an exclusion zone of five nautical miles now being applied around the leaks. A diving vessel has been sent to check it out. The inquiry is part of a wider European investigation into what caused three pipelines in the Nord Stream network to burst near Sweden and Danish waters. Moscow has sought to blame the West for the incident, suggesting the US stood to gain from the ruptures. But European countries suspect sabotage, although they have declined to say who could be behind it. To sport and an Indonesian police chief has been fined and forced from his job following last week's deadly football stadium stampede. Malang City Police Chief Furley Hidayat has been replaced as the investigation into the deaths of 125 people at Kanjuruhan Stadium continues. Police officials say at least 28 officers are being investigated for suspected ethical violations in connection with the incident and nine officers suspended. Meanwhile, the government has also formed a joint independent fact-finding team with government and football association officials, academics and journalists. Security Affairs Minister Mohamed Mahfoud says the team expects to finish its work in the next couple of weeks. Peggy Giacomelos with the latest from the SBS newsroom. And if you want to keep up to date with what's happening, check out our special features and more detailed analysis of the news of the day in our podcast, SBS News In-Depth.